0: One,
1: two, three, three. four, five. <laughs> <laughs> Why five? <laughs> Why? Oh my god.
0: <laughs> okay, on, on three. On three. We didn't say on what. <laughs> yeah, maybe Andre, uh you introduce yourself to the listeners.
1: Did you introduce even who are we and why are we here, or are we going immediately? Yeah,
0: why you? are you here? That's my question. <laughs> that's funny. what the listeners will ask. <laughs> why are you here on that podcast, and why do uh, we start that thing?
1: Uh, all right, that, that's a great question. Uh, right. so I'm andre <laughs> uh, i I'm, I'm a UX designer working for IBM Design I currently and IBM Studios uh, in Austin, Texas. Uh, I work with Sammy in Germany at IBM. And I'm from Slovakia. And I don't know, we gonna we gonna carry on. What what you are? Tell us something about yourself, man.
0: Uh, I'm Sammy, as you spelled your name S-A-M-M-Y, like the sandwiches, right? Yeah, like the sandwiches. Tell us the story yeah. how
1: you how you get your name
0: with the with the sandwiches? No, yeah. I don't tell the story with the sandwiches yet. That's a, that's the little nugget the listeners maybe get at the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm also a UX designer working for IBM, uh, but not in the US like Andre. I'm working in a small town next to Stuttgart for the IBM studio Bubbling. Uh, And
1: besides (coughs)
0: that, I co-founded a small uh, software startup called Thanks in 2016, which is still run as a CEO with uh, two other people, developers. And yeah, we produce cool stuff on the net, I would say.
1: You sound yeah. so clever. I, found, I sound like nobody. You I'm sound a like CEO nobody. I life. didn't thought that. Jesus Christ.
0: Nice. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So, should we tell the listeners why we start that podcast? And yeah, it's exactly.
1: On? Sammy, you should tell us because you wanted to start it. I, I <laughs> wanted to start it. Yeah. I,
0: I basically, you had no choice. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, I thought, yeah, as we are both doing a lot of things in our spare time. um and still working full-time for a major corporation um, we could talk about how we manage to to run those projects on the side what are some challenges with those and yeah basically what life is if you are doing a full-time job and a lot of things on the side that's my thing yeah it.
1: yeah that sounds good because like we we used to have these calls every now and then with sammy and we were all the time. I was showing him my projects, and he showed me his projects. And we were going, giving each other like good UX feedback, and we were pushing each other like to other limits and stuff like that. So uh, we thought like there, like our discussions might be worth sharing with other people, um, and and so on. So let's see. I think both of us have some kind of, I wouldn't say some, a lot of experience in different side projects. So it's definitely gonna be a good start. Yeah, yeah, probably some. It's
0: more now. Yeah, it it felt like the the same kind of topics were popping up all the time in our uh, biweekly calls. I would say. So yeah, let's unveil the the title with a little drum roll. Yeah, I look like a douchebag doing this. <laughs> <You> <laughs> so froze. what is it? What's I, the name? I don't even remember. <laughs> the title of the podcast will be the first question for our interview. Hey, Andre, what are you working on?
1: Oh, gee, uh, that's a great question. I mean, there are so many things that I'm working on right now. I, it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, we, we can talk about my brother's racing thingy. So just to give like a quick introduction, uh, my brother, uh, his name is Matteo Homola. Um, so he started racing 10 years ago and, and I was helping him with websites, social media, and so on. So as he has been progressing as a race driver, I've been growing as a designer and we managed to basically give him a seat or he got a seat in the world ring Car uh, championship for this year, the WTCR, which is a great thing. And so for announcing this, basically his entry to the top league, uh, we had to basically create an experience for our social media fans on Facebook, right? Um, so the, the challenge which we had was that we are basically a family run, um, motorsport team. So we don't have any other company helping us with this. So we all together had to, I guess, put together social media marketing proposal or like everything what are we doing, how we are promoting this whole thing. Uh, And so what was the challenge was that I'm seven hours somewhere else. So I'm in a different time zone. So that was kind of funny. Uh, And then plus, uh i would even say my father is like the biggest ceo in the world he like he's like super strict on everything he wouldn't really you know he has his ideas and that's what we have to do so i kind of had to use my ibm techniques how to convince him like in the direction where we are going um so how do i solve for instance the first problem with like the different time zones i made sure that everyone is on google drive and we are in same google spreadsheet and that's what we use for the main communication um so that was one of the like the biggest challenges maybe it's not that great to talk about But, I mean, it was like a challenge, like, hey, look, you have 80,000 fans on Facebook, you have all the social, well, not social media, you have the TV, radio, newspapers, everyone is looking at us and waiting to to actually reveal what my brother's going to race with. So we really had to time everything correctly, and we had to make sure we'll not leak any information before. And all the press articles, everything had to be not double checked, like triple, triple checked by all thousand people, just to make sure everything is perfect. Uh, We by by a thousand people. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. we like let's say let's say our media guy would write the press article, then I would give it to my my dad to read it, then I would read it, then I would put it on a Mailchimp. I would say send a, a testing email, just to see um you know if they're okay with that and then we get we had to check it again and from testing you know we had to change it number of times even though the people read it before when you read it in the basic in the medium you're going to receive it and like some of your mobile phone you're going to get some other ideas how this can be improved. okay so so what, what were some things yeah i, I find this interesting because uh-huh.
0: uh, that sounds like you did a lot of copy changes and like a lot of iterations yeah. mm-hmm. but there were there were no of the No consumers of that final thing involved in the process. Am I right
1: Uh, at the moment? Basically, no, because, um, yeah, exactly, because it was something that nobody knew about, it was only our racing team and people involved their own brother, and we didn't want to leak the information anywhere else. So at this point, we did not ask any users or any of my brother's uh, uh, fans or something like that.
0: Why did you do so many iterations on that text?
1: because we just want it to sound like perfect so everything you know it's also about the grammar right so if the grammar Mm -hmm. sounds right the tone sounds right uh and if it the whole uh, article which had around i think it was like one half uh, page so it has all the important information in it what Um,
0: what was the message you wanted to transport (laughs) with it
1: the message we want to transport is that it's an exciting thing that after 10 years uh, my brother is getting to the world championship he's going to be the first Mm -hmm. slovak representing such a small country uh, so it's a great thing for select like motorsport uh, and then we want to reveal with which team he's driving with and uh, wh- which, which car is it going to be. But the main thing was probably it's like the really it took us 10 years to get there. So like, you know, go karts, uh, smaller cars, you know, like something more advanced uh, European Car Championship then International Series and stuff like that. We just described the story how he got there also. Mm-hmm. Um, there was and what part.
0: was the reaction on it afterwards? Was it successful? Was it the intended outcome?
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was definitely successful. The, the thing is, what we realized wasn't only just this press article. So we had um, social media posts. Um, we had a Facebook Live video. We had a Facebook event. Uh, there were a bunch of, um, I would say, journalists at the press conference. So all of that all together worked super well. Um, what happened is that basically our press articles were... Um, written uh, this product I think it was written pretty well so it was just taken by the news agencies and they just paste it on the website so without needing to go in and change the, the information there or some text they just used it so the, I think that's perfect so in this case yeah. the user that's, that's... yeah right the consumer of this is actually the, our fan Facebook but we gotta understand that the user of this is also the guy who gets an email and posts it on the website right so mm-hmm. what we try to do is to make something simple for them so they just take it and use it right because you might write a press article which doesn't make any sense it doesn't have enough explanation enough details and then the problem is that then the person has to find this information and put it in and it takes time and what might happen is they might not really um mm-hmm. post on their website so
0: awesome. sounds awesome yeah um <laughs> must be have been a great experience to do something like this i've never done something like copy press release changes and like rolling it out with, with such a like a big burden on it of releasing something which should not be leaked before
1: yeah 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 it's yeah it's uh, it's it was fun time i would say i, I really enjoyed it i always like to help my brother and it's always a responsibility because i mean at the end of the day i'm the one who sends the press release so we use mailchimp for that those kind of things which makes things way easier but you're the one who has to press the button send and imagine mm-hmm. if you send it with the wrong sponsors, right? My father mm-hmm. would freak out. He would kill me on spot. <laughs> like imagine <laughs> if, if some link doesn't work or if the image doesn't load, or if the if you some people don't resize the images. So the image would have three megabytes. So imagine your email now has like nine megabytes and nobody's gonna be able to open it. So you really have to be careful when you are sending emails to I mean our mail list has around two hundred um uh, media companies and sponsors in, within Slovakia which is pretty big for Slovakia and then we have some number for also English users so um, yeah you really have to be careful and especially with the English ones because they have to translate everything from Slovak to English so um, that, that was also a fun time.
0: yeah so what is the what is the long-term thing you are getting out of this is it like more ticket sales or more awareness and how do you measure that
1: Oh, sure. Um, so basically, uh, we, the thing with, which we want to get is basically more awareness, right? So more people know. The first idea was like, everybody who knows about my brother or who have heard about my brother will know that he's driving the, in this new series and he's driving with this new car. Uh, in terms of measuring things, well, it's kind of difficult to measure it, but I think on one of the posts on Facebook, we had around 2,000 likes. And there was a big reach, but I didn't really check the details of how many people have seen that. Uh, we also promoted or sponsored those posts, so they are visible for for as many people as we can. Uh, I guess we never had to go like, alright, okay, 10,000 people have to click and say like on this photo, right? It was just like, we want to spread the word as much as we can, uh, you know, by doing, like using all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then Insta stories, Facebook live videos. Uh, emails and basically everything, yeah.
0: How do you measure it on a long term? and Can you even? Because it sounds to me like you did this marketing stunt, I would say, or press release. But uh, yeah, and with this, you can measure how many people saw this, but mm-hmm. you cannot measure beyond, am I right?
1: Yeah, you can measure who's seen it and they commented on it. So there was some interaction, but that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. And this is, yeah. Is this information helpful, do you think? Because I expect this has a long-term goal and because you are not getting anything out of it, only that people see it, they must take action on it. And what is this action? It is that they come to as races or... All right, yeah. How does it work?
1: Basically, the idea is like we would like them to... if If the race is close enough to Slovakia, they would come over and see it. Or if it's not, then they would watch their TV. So they will be ready for every single race so they can watch the TV. Uh, and see the race live. that's basically Mm -hmm. that's part with the fans for example right then we have another part like about sponsors so as much as you know if if we are promoting our content and many people see that then we might hit a potential sponsor right who might you know see this pose like oh yeah we wanted to promote our new i don't know energy drink right and this Mm -hmm. guy has like so many fans he has so many likes and he's in tv radio and everywhere like we could you know uh like reach reach out to him and like have him help us to grow in the world so um yeah but we are not really measuring is like how many sponsors could see it and stuff but it's all kind of like hit and miss you just like throw it all in outside and you see what happens with it Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I, i yeah that's yeah
0: that's basically my understanding too because i would like to know all the details and things like this but it's basically not possible to to measure all of the things you are putting out there and like attach it to everything that is happening afterwards yeah, yeah like what sponsor jumps on it you can't tell and how he found it maybe if he tells you later i saw that post on, on facebook and uh that got me interested mm-hmm. in it exactly. there's no yeah. way that you like can measure the whole chain to the end action i was also thinking about mm-hmm. how could you measure if they are actually sitting in front of the tv and do you get any feedback on that like is it that the tv channel tells you later oh there were so many slovakians watching your brother Mm -hmm. is it do you get some kind of that feedback or
1: i think we never really asked for that um but we could definitely get some numbers like how many people already watched the 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 sports news uh in the evening but see that's a a very good question We, we never thought about measuring stuff it's it feels like all these like social media promotion. It's more like you have a machine gun and you just like throw bullets everywhere. And like some people gonna get the message, some people won't. And the point mm-hmm. is that we should just. I mean, this is a very bad example. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> but we should just like hit as many people as we can uh, with the message. Um, so
0: I totally get that. Yeah, That's Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Then uh, then to your to your beginning where you mm-hmm. started, you said you had so many iterations on the text. Yeah. And that's that's the thing I'm I'm then asking, is it because you did so many iterations, mm-hmm. you wasted you you spend a whole not wasted, you spend a whole lot of time on that. Sure. And how could you ever tell that if you are can measure the whole thing and, and up to the to the final goal, intent you have with this action, mm-hmm. that you say it was worth it.
1: Right. I guess in some cases you don't really think about how much time you spend because you have to be professional and and actually, you know, look in every single detail, like in, in this press release, for example. So mm-hmm. we were not really, like, bothered by by time. We are like, this has to be perfect. Otherwise, we are not going to... But how, do you t- um, how can
0: you tell that it was perfect? That's my question.
1: So how... Well, imagine that, you know, um, the thing that happened is basically many of these websites, they just took the the article we send them they published it right okay that's that's one thing, thing yeah that's that's one thing i got okay if so, this
0: was the only intent then it's then it's fine yeah, yeah. so but it, it, it i thought there's more to it
1: yeah yeah i mean i mean you know this was not the only channel we were sending the data through so they might have got the information also from facebook and they mix it all together but yeah i mean like our success measure in this case is like all right so they seen the article they used it perfect if they changed it even better it doesn't matter if they changed it, um, but, I mean, if you see it somewhere, it's, like, perfect. It, it worked well. So that's yeah. the idea, yeah. If you would write an, an you know, an article within 20 minutes with grammar mistakes and it wouldn't make any sense, then we would look bad in the eyes of the press um, companies, and they would not really like to publish our things anymore in the future. So... Yeah, um, okay. Yeah.
0: Totally got that. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. But that's actually... That can lead to, to a next topic. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm referring to that to that blog article you are currently writing about, uh-huh. um, which you will probably publish on Medium, about getting awareness about you as a designer mm-hmm. and how to do that with side projects or mini projects you've did or your student projects from university. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes you in your article, you refer then that people are oftentimes, especially designers, they do these cool projects uh-huh. and then they never shown to the public and they never get something out of it besides a cool grade in university and there's so much potential and i want you to speak a little bit to this because i think it's perfectly matching that topic before where you say okay how can we measure those kind of things we're putting out there and how do we know that it was successful
1: right putting it out okay I, i think that makes sense so i what i noticed is like when we we do hiring right uh you do the same at ibm so when we yeah. recruit people we look at their portfolios and sometimes you're like this is such a good project and i wonder why i have never heard of it before so you sometimes like go further and you google the project and then you realize hey the person really just put on their website and that's it i mean that's the end of the story and I'm, that makes me wonder is why why we sometimes as ux designers we can't really think in marketing terms like how we can promote the content right uh of of the Mm -hmm. project so um that's a post i'm writing on medium about and it's about yeah um basically if you create something cool just make sure you think about the marketing perspective of it and social media It's like how can you promote it outside so what happens is some other companies might reach out to you and they're like hey this was a cool project we want you to work for us and you didn't even have to do anything for it um but your question is about like how do we measure some such stuff right um yeah i think it's kind of with, with the social media it's very tricky how they measure things it's like you never know how how big it can be for example so uh, as an as an example i can tell about my website the porscheevolution.com uh this was a parallax scrolling website with like an experience of you know what is it like to it, it was an experience about porsche cars with the music from that time uh, and I think I did a good job as a designer to design that experience and I could it myself. So it was kind of okay. Uh, and I was kind of proud of it, but the, the code wasn't really good. But anyway, uh, I posted in the, that on the website called awards, A-W-W, I don't know how many W's are there, you know, .com. And I posted <laughs> there thinking like, hey, this is gonna be a nice, not nice, a very good way how to promote our website, but I had no clue how is it gonna go, right? So when you apply for this, um, prizes or awards you are hoping to get the most of it so what i was thinking is i might win a website of a day which would mean i would be featured on the website of a day uh on their website and i would be printing like they print the book every year and every every day has one page and that will be your name with your basically thumbnail of your website and stuff like that um so basically i had no hopes i had no idea where this is gonna go I, I really posted there and, and i hope for the best but you never know so uh what happened is right after that, um I I got um there were people are voting like if they like the website and stuff like that and they're voting for the best website of the day. But I guess before because it was for just before Christmas, there was a Christmas theme, maybe I took a wrong time to post it, but never mind. I got just like uh, honorable mention, like a certificate and sticker you can put in a website. But that still dragged a lot of attention and I guess that's when I started to measure the success of the website but that was Mm -hmm. mostly done by i had like these twitter and facebook uh links or like buttons on my page so when you like the page you could click on the twitter button and they'll automatically pre-fill the twitter for you uh and so the people would just tweet the same thing which i tell them to tweet basically uh and they did and they did and there were some people who added something before it or after it and i was like yeah cool so people like it so i was getting finally the feedback from from the users and i could measure like hey this many people uh were on website because like to be honest like, i think this is kind of good sex success, like sex a project i had like hundred forty thousand people on the website within ah uh, now i'm gonna lie i don't know if, i don't know if it's three or four years <laughs> i'm kind of lost right now so it's let's say it's, uh, it's three years right so it was like a good thing and then i had a number mm-hmm. of people on twitter posting about it and then um did it
0: finally catch attention of the companies you wanted to like get to know you
1: i i so i guess so like um the thing was that i really wanted to get to porsche right um so what i did is i did this website um i did the social media stuff uh, i did this um uh, awards.com and when i published everything out um People started tweeting about it, other other companies or websites started to say, hey, this is one of the best examples of parallax scrolling in 2016, 15, even 17. And so I was getting this exposure suddenly out of nowhere. So my, my goal was to get to Porsche um, in combination of me reaching out to them, like, hey, this is the website I created, guys. Um, what about we gonna have like we have a chat about some opportunity at Porsche? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Did you reference the users which were speaking about your website? Uh,
1: see, at the time I didn't, I should have. <laughs> yeah, because you should I, have. That's, was...
0: that's what I would expect that you to do. See, yeah.
1: this okay. was like very early. Like, I posted the website in December, like, it, like just before Christmas, and then I got the honorable mention for the website, and uh, suddenly I got from like two people on the website to 100, 200, 300 people every day. Uh, which was great uh, and that I was kind of maybe I didn't really think about it too much But now when I think about it like after this time, I would definitely use the feedback from users like hey So many people liked it. These are the stats. Let's have a chat at that time I was more like oh I did this I want to work for you guys So I wouldn't even wait for the feedback yeah. from the uh, from outside of the world I get good feedback from people from my circle, but sure I could have waited from like much longer for Yeah, for the no, for for the other Social media stuff, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So what happened at the end? Um, so I won some other small awards and like mentions in other articles, which was cool. Um, f- funny, <laughs> I got so many requests like, "Oh, can you build this website for me? Like, we need this for some Bluetooth company." Which was I was like, "What the heck? Like, can we do this for you and those guys?" I was like, "Guys, <laughs> I don't have time for that." But like, I really appreciate it. And then I got email from Porsche saying, "Hey, we want to have an interview with you." So uh, I was like. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I was like, awesome. Like this worked. Um, So uh, basically at the time when I was supposed to have interview, I got the offer from IBM. From IBM. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of decided not to go further with Porsche because I I felt like with IBM, I can grow further with the design thinking. And uh, we went for three months to Austin uh, for the training. So I was like, that's probably a better opportunity for me than working in Porsche. And I can come back to Porsche probably later. Um, So it, it worked i would say yeah <laughs> so my sex otherwise this this yeah.
0: podcast wouldn't exist we would never have met and
1: yeah 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 exactly yeah perfect. and it's, the fun thing is like one of the studio leaders in in germany is in the car so he asked me something about the porsche website because he himself has a porsche so i think even though you know this porsche project wasn't really you know ibm project this was one of the topics mm-hmm. we talked about uh during my interview so I mean, we got when you do your own projects, that's the time when you can't really put your heart in it. Like, you don't have any other stakeholders. So, you're like, I'll just do my best, you know, best shot. I'll like do what I like to do. Because whenever you work with some other people, you have to ask for permissions and there are some constraints. But when you do it on your own, you can do really anything you want to. So, I think these portfolio projects, when we screen people, are like very important because then you see what the people like and what are they like when they have no constraints so that's important as well as working you know in the companies where you have constraints because in both but it's interesting to see the perspective
0: yeah it's it's interesting it tells you so much about the people yeah
1: and how they are working
0: and what their their point of view oftentimes is because Mm -hmm. in a team project you don't necessarily see what their contribution is And if they do things on the side, and especially on their own, you can tell so much about the person behind it Mm -hmm. by looking at those stuff. Yeah, I I really like that.
1: All right, Sammy. So it feels like I talked a lot about my projects. I wasn't really ready to talk about them (laughs) too much, but uh, it was kind of cool. But I'm wondering what you are working on. Like, what's your current thing?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, a lot of things are going on right now. Like, Mm -hmm. that podcast is a thing. I'm yeah. working on with you. Uh-huh. Uh, I basically reached out to you and said, like, I want to do a podcast, and I need someone who holds me responsible in terms <laughs> of I I have a counterpart, a punching ball, where I can say, okay, we do that mm-hmm. thing, and then I have I have some responsibility to yeah. to actually do it. So yeah. that's one thing. And then um, I- one of my goals for 2018 was to get started on uh, a book. I. Mm-hmm thought about writing since last year and it is uh based on my master thesis with which is uh about personalized user experience and the field of um okay. of user interfaces that
1: adapt to you as a user in your context of use right so how does I, um, the book differ from what you have been working on your master thesis
0: uh, right now, it's still the text in the master thesis, but my master thesis was written in a way because I'm not a good scientific writer, uh-huh. so I always write things in a way which sounds more book-like and more mm-hmm. consumable. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's the feedback I got from this thing, and people told me make a book out of it because I've read it. So people were reading my thesis because it was so easy to consume and not in another scientific paper, okay. which was hard to get into. Gotcha. So that was the right. feedback I got. And I was like, okay, maybe there is something. Maybe I should look into it and make mm-hmm. it more consumable again and bring in some new thoughts and actually expand it a little bit uh-huh. um, to make it a whole book on that topic. Because uh-huh. there's literature also missing on that
1: topic. Sure. Right the, this is pretty cool because I didn't know that it's coming out of your master thesis so do you want to talk about some of the points like some high level points at least from the first chapter because i've seen it on your website that you you start with the first yeah chapter yeah and... yeah
0: i can do that so yeah. um basically um it is on the idea that um if we have in the future interfaces which are machine learning and um supported with with uh, technology which fits into the field of artificial intelligence um neural networks um natural language processing and stuff like this those interfaces will get so flexible Mm -hmm. that they can adapt over time to you as a user to better fit your needs and this is already starting today and but this is a new way new kind of interface that designers are not learned yet to design Uh So give us an and example, so like something that, you know... Something it, something is, for example, if you open up Waze, I'm a user of Waze for navigation uh-huh. on yep. my smartphone. Me too. <laughs> it automatic, Yeah, it's it's a good app. I like it more than Google Maps. No offense, Google yep. Maps here. Uh, it automatically tells you if I'm leaving in the morning, it automatically sets the navigation without even me... It, it asks me to... Uh, it gives me a choice to to cancel it. But if i not react within five seconds or something it starts the navigation mm-hmm. uh for that i'm driving to work and so this thing does the action for me and i have to do less thing this is like it's really early yeah this is a small example to illustrate that behavior mm-hmm. and there will be a time when this will be f- much further expanded and so sure applications can do much more things. Mm -hmm. And so my book will try to answer basic questions about what is adaptivity actually. Mm -hmm. And then basically the the whole book answers the questions, how might we find proper rules to describe, decide Mm -hmm. for and manage adaptation in user interfaces. Because my hypothesis was that... um, there will be other rules for designer if it comes to those interfaces than to static inf- interfaces which were designed by the designer and then crafted and they stayed like this mm-hmm. and were not flexible and not mm-hmm. changing over time okay and so the thesis answers who should adapt and with this gives a shared language mm-hmm. for the level of adaptivity so what is the spectrum we are talking about mm-hmm. what are the thing and then which kind of data can be used in these ad- um, applications for adaptation. Mm-hmm. So I categorize a data collection model and give some methods on how to find those different bits and pieces and use it in your design process already. Gotcha.
1: Okay. So it sounds like this is exciting, uh, an exciting topic to talk about. And I'm, I'm kind of curious to see like where this goes further, because that's an area I'd like to be in, in future, probably in self drawing cars. And that's all about this kind of topic, which you're talking about. So, if I sit in a car which I don't even own, it's like an Uber that comes for me. I sit inside. It should really adapt to my personal needs. So you should know that it's me. It's probably gonna give me the music from my Spotify or my, yeah. you know, whatever. It's gonna give me to where I want to be. So it's kind of interesting. I'm kind of, I'm kind of wondering, Sammy. Um, are you planning to release this as a book or ebook or? it's more like a guide or kind of like tutorial because I'm thinking you know if if it's just like a text it might be you know it's just like it might be a good thing for like university research and for some designers to read but I was thinking if it has like some real examples you know like designers within it or like your kind of ideas what it could be like um, that might help out to people to illustrate this whole situation better
0: yeah it's it's definitely not a textbook Mm -hmm. so uh if if you go to my website personalized Mm-hmm. Um, dash ux dot then my first name and my last name s-c-h-u-c-k-e-r-t dot d-e mm-hmm. um there we can read the whole book already so it's already out there it has a lot of illustrations a lot of things which are described verbally and visually and also a lot of examples at the end uh, especially in the um uh, in the fourth chapter Mm -hmm. um where i talk about the strategies how to reach some goals i've described which should these which these adapt um adaptive interfaces should reach Mm -hmm. and so um yeah there you find a lot of cool. real world examples of software which already use those kind of patterns and right. that's was also a part of this book to identify some kinds of patterns and strategies mm-hmm. that are already out there and some kind of best
1: practice I would say gotcha so this makes me kind of wonder it's like all right so you're gonna have the book and you're gonna be you're gonna do your best to some sell it somewhere somehow maybe you will not sell it for money but you know you're gonna try to push it to maybe universities or uh or, or some places so other people can read it are you thinking about like creating some of these like personalized personalized ux interfaces yourself or like something is like i I wrote this book i have opinion on this and this is what i'm kind of proposing for something yeah i i, I
0: would like it in the future mm-hmm. uh this is something where not a lot of companies have the ability to do Sure. and to implement things like this. So mm-hmm. I expect IBM to be one of those companies who can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have to see how it fits. So it is not said with that this will be a thing in the future, that it's also a good thing for your product. Mm-hmm. And that's also something I question in my book in the beginning mm-hmm. when I describe um, adaptivity mm-hmm. of user interfaces about is it actually a thing for your project? and mm-hmm. for your product gotcha. does it actually enhance the user experience mm-hmm. so gotcha. um that's a thing my <laughs> question all right so
1: i guess people yeah. will read it in your books and we're not going to talk about it right um but yeah this is cool um I, i'm really surprised like i wonder when you started writing the draft the website and now i'm just browsing through it it's like a lot of content good job man <laughs> it's yeah it's thank great. You. yeah and this is another perspective like when you talk about the social media and the promotion stuff man you know you create a master thesis you I think you posted on your website right on your portfolio before um, but that's basically it but now you are taking the same content and fixing it and making it better and more readable and you are making sort of a website with it for like an, and maybe a book after it right so that's about you know you created something you're proud of it and now you're finding a way how you can promote it so other people will read about it and you know your name is going to spread around the world so then people when they google your name or they google this adaptive design it's going to be connected to you so i feel like by doing this you are then becoming one of the leaders in the market or influencers
0: yeah and that's that's actually the one of the strategies i have with this with this book (laughs) um to to say okay I can, there, there's this, this niche where I have expertise because I worked like half a year on it really in depth and did nothing else the mm-hmm. whole day to write this thesis. And it, it's really scientific based with this. And so created this piece and it was for one year. This I just recently released it and my thesis was handed in a year ago. So mm-hmm. it was staying there for a year. The knowledge was like, not accessible for everyone and i felt like that's not a good way to do it yeah it should be made accessible for everyone and uh, also i host this whole thing that whole book the draft on github so Mm. it's all open out there Mm -hmm. and people can actually jump into the markdown files Mm -hmm. of the website um, i have there and edit things Mm -hmm. and i can then see it and can take these suggestions sure. um into the final piece or not and can yeah have a discussion around it yeah, so yeah, yeah. i really want to try to do a crowdsourced uh writing process on uh-huh.
1: that. okay that sounds, sounds pretty exciting how you're gonna basically get your users to add their thoughts into this um yeah um i really like the idea i mean like something it should we, not be yeah.
0: it should not be like that they only can comment on things Mm -hmm. because that's like if you if I would have put up a a website Mm -hmm. and post it on social media and then I have all these fragments somewhere where people say their opinion and comment on things and I have to collect everything and it's not like in there and so they really feel also like they can really contribute because they can write in that thing actually sure
1: yeah yeah I, I can I like that idea I mean it's gonna be an interesting challenge for you then to put the feedback inside of it because uh, now it's written kind of, you know, in a book kind of form where we are quoting other people, so now somebody's going to tell, like, try to decide, try to, like, write something to it, um, but I think, you know, it's a, it's a good idea, it's it's way better than having comments on the bottom of the page, and this might bring you some more, uh, you know, some more attraction, or I would say more attention from other people, because you might even have some professors who did some research on this, and like, hey, I want to, this part in your book about this I, I agree with this i don't agree with that um this these are my thoughts Do you want to put it in yeah yes no yeah so yeah um if you that's something yeah. that's
0: possible right now with with my approach yeah one thing i'm recently thinking about is also putting the whole thing because now it's really easy because i brought it in a format where mm-hmm. i just can copy paste stuff because it's all uh, plain text and mm-hmm. so putting it on on a google doc because um, with GitHub, there's still this barrier for people which are not that technical mm-hmm. to get into. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. maybe I have it in two places because at the end I have to merge it anyway. And so um, maybe I find something which is more accessible for uh, uh, yeah, for a kind of collaborative crowdsource writing sure. style. Okay which could be Google Docs, for example.
1: You could have it in Google Docs, but then people have to log into Google. I was uh, I was thinking maybe them, that could be a good thing because then you see who made the changes. I'm yeah. kind of thinking But like, they can
0: also do it an, uh, anonymously.
1: An- anonymous, uh, yeah. yeah. Anonymously. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it would be interesting if you had this button on the website, like the version that I, that I wrote and the version that you guys wrote, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And so like you just on this, <laughs> I'm already thinking what it would look like. Uh, you would have... The toggle button so you click on the other one and this will be basically almost everything will be almost like a free editor so like people will yeah. be able to change everything like the stuff immediately right there which could be a good thing or an evil thing when somebody decides to delete everything immediately so, um but yeah if this is a yeah good, you can
0: you yeah. can recover it easily there's there's a history you see yeah. which people did the changes yeah, yeah. that's also something in on github the people who are editing something, it's set in stone and their name is right sure. next to it. So See,
1: I was more thinking about not, not using GitHub or you can use a GitHub background and not using Google Drive but, or Google Docs, but using that experience yeah. on your website. So when I would, let's say, come to the principles of adaptive design, I can, by clicking on something, start editing it right on your page. So it would
0: be that, that would be, that would be the ideal yeah. case. Yeah. 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 Past yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. MVP.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um,
0: so yeah. yeah, I think for, uh, for, for now I will go with, I, I by now I go with the GitHub approach, sure. but I think, uh, people have this kind of barrier there. So, uh, I will, if I find some spare time in the next couple of days, I will put it also yeah. on, on Google docs. So people yeah, yeah. can start editing. It.
1: Yeah. 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 It's a good point because developers will have an idea. How to use it, and some designers probably will, but that's it, probably. <laughs> yeah. So if you might have the some professors, then yeah, all, all the people, like, they would not know, probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it's also an experiment. I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I basically stole that kind of concept from someone else, Ooh. which you want to call out here. It's uh, Brad Frost, who wrote Atomic Design. Uh-huh. He's done it in the exact same way. He used, uh-huh. uh, he used, um, this GitHub hosting with GitHub Pages and uh, this with writing in Markdown files and generating this that with this static jet- static site generator, mm-hmm. this website, and people could with issues and directly write into the Markdown files of GitHub. But I think I have this slight uh, weird feeling that his target group were more developers, mm-hmm. so That's people it, it was easier for yeah. his for his group to, um, uh, yeah. yeah, to edit things on there. So I have to figure things out still. Sure. Sure. Yeah.
1: No, this is a, it's a great idea. I really like how you are approaching this. And yeah, maybe the the medium of GitHub might not be the best for your users, but uh, yeah, you will find a way. Maybe it's good cool. to yeah. try.
0: Google and then that. also that the, uh, I, I try to promote it mm-hmm. uh, everywhere I can, but it's it's given me really a hard time. N- not much besides some likes happened. And that's like, I, I don't know if it's still like, Maybe I have not found the right place where those uh-huh. people are who are really interested into it. Mm-hmm. That's that's something I'm I'm have yeah. What well, is kind of a challenge right now for me to actually find that sweet spot okay. where this this group lives, who's really interested into contributing. Uh-huh. Because I have right. people who who liked it and said, "Wow, that's a great thing and congratulations." Mm-hmm. But I know none of them has looked into mm-hmm. detail on it and read
1: it or something, and is. Quite. likely to contribute
0: can you, so. you can you have
1: uh google analytics on your github
0: yeah i can and i probably have to do that <laughs> you uh, should basically i i've set this goal on uh i think last weekend it mm-hmm. was yeah last weekend i set this goal to say okay uh i just put it out there now mm-hmm. as it is and yeah since then i, I realized i have to put it in google analytics but yeah i got it out there so.
1: yep Yep, yep. So do the Google Analytics so you can see where they came, the people came from and what are they looking at. Um, that's, that's, I think, very important. I, I would say that's even like the first validation of your idea. is like, does it work? Can people find it, right? If nobody's on your website, it means like you didn't do a good job of promoting it or finding the target groups, as you said. So yeah. tell, tell me, where did you uh, promote these things or how did you try to market it? So I'm in a
0: lot of uh, Slack communities, uh, design communities, especially. Uh, I'm also on uh, Spectrum chat. um, And I posted it there. I posted it on social media. Um, I posted it on Slack within IBM. Mm -hmm. Um, But there it's a little bit harder, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that the thing I'm missing is I have no analytics yet. And I <laughs> cannot say Man. if it got attention or not yeah. because what I'm measuring right now is did someone contribute on GitHub and I'm not sure if that's a good thing to measure.
1: Yeah, I, I think... So these are, I would say, one of the mistakes. You should have put Google Analytics right there because it takes literally two minutes or one minute to go. Yeah. It. So they yeah. would know like yeah. how it performs and where the people come from, right? Um, also, when I'm looking at your page, um, I mean... It's kind of obvious on the top of the page that you can, you can go ahead and you can fix it and change it. Uh, but it's, it says like if you, if you see something worth fixing, please submit an issue. It's not really like, it's like fix something. It means like it's a grammar thing to fix. It's not like if you want to contribute ideas, you know, please use the GitHub or like the Google Docs right here. Um, mm, I would that's, make it more, that's a good feedback yeah yeah if you give it like more like inviting to users like hey please do this and if you put it on like multiple pa- parts of a page i mean as annoying as it can be you might have some like position on a page. i mean like kind of like floating something i'm not really think- mm-hmm. thinking about your uh clippy kind of thing on the side and telling you all the time hey do you want to add something do you want to add something like not like mm. that, but some yeah. would remind people is like, hey, if you don't like this part or if you wanna add something here, just please click here and do this. Um,
0: yeah, I also thought about uh setting up drift. I don't know if you know it. It's like I one of know. those things you yeah. described. Um which yeah, which may could help also to trigger some of those messages on mm-hmm. uh with oh, yeah. my face right next to it, and they can contact me also through that thing. Sure. Yeah, there's definitely room to improve. Like the first thing I should do when we stopped recording this podcast, uh, include <laughs> analytics there. Issue, it's yeah, really yeah. a bad mistake. So yeah. listeners always include yeah. some kind of Cause, analytics. because
1: it's super simple. And even though like some people might not really understand how to use Google Analytics, it does. It doesn't matter. Please just yeah. include the code in in your in your code basically, and yeah, then you're gonna yeah. figure out. I mean, maybe in the beginning you're gonna have zero people, so there is nothing to look at, and then even. I'm, but later on you're gonna go there open up one of those preset dashboards and you're like oh damn I had 50 people today where did they come from? It's like all of them came from this one website what's this website? You click on it and then you see that somebody you know posted an article about you otherwise like you would never yeah. know about it you would have to google your name and the, ad, the book and then you find it somehow but um, th- that really helps and you can get in touch with that person who wrote that other article or blog and like hey thanks for uh, sharing your stuff on your website do you want to talk about how we can make this better together so yeah um, yeah you, you you're totally right
0: yeah that, that's like that's really mind-blowing for me right now because i'm just right now thinking why didn't i do
1: that <laughs> like yeah, what was i, I yep. thinking
0: because normally yeah. on every on every uh other website i yeah. have some sort of analytics sometimes multiple different yeah. included yeah. to measure not maybe you're busy yeah. but
1: See, when I create these new projects, if it's for me or for my brother, I'm obsessed with the analytics. I would sit there, probably not sit there like in real time and check it, but I would check it like <laughs> every day, evening, like every evening. Like, hey, did something happen? And when my Porsche website got so big, I was just checking this all the time. I was like, this is insane. Like how? Because I didn't have any people there. And suddenly there are so many people and, and and you can see where they come from and it's like, wow. It's like now it it feels like sort of a, I think it gives you like the, the satisfaction. Uh, yeah it's feeling. some it's sort like, of gratification yeah. Yeah. however yeah. you know that's the, the it really that can be kind of fake sometimes right because you might have people who come on the website and then they bounce within next like 10 seconds right so you will feel like oh I had 15 people today but it maybe was like that only one person was really interested in reading it. so then you look into like how much time they spend on the website if they retweeted something or uh, put on facebook and that is more like the real measuring of the, the you know the success in this case
0: yeah say. yeah yeah i totally should do that i i had that same experience now I, I i after i've read the first draft of your like promote yourself as a designer that's mm-hmm. what i call it right now mm-hmm. uh probably not the final title of your <laughs> of your blog post see. uh um is that it triggered this, I should do more of this, like promote myself in different places. And then I remembered I had great photos of my last trips to mm-hmm. the US and I just uploaded them to, to Unsplash. Mm-hmm. And within a matter of hours, they resonated with the people. Mm-hmm. And that was something i've I've never thought of that this is also a way of promoting me as a designer and getting my name out there and get some backlinks and stuff, especially now that it's like this one photo was downloaded in a couple of days, like uh eight eight hundred times or something like that mm-hmm. uh and it's like this will be if at least like ten percentage of those people reference my name on their website because they're nice people th- that's actually great, yeah those are a lot of backlinks. Yeah, which true. I can I use for my for my online presence. And if someone Googles me, then yeah, exactly. the results will show up and that's yeah, exactly.
1: yeah, um, yeah and, and it really depends. I mean, Unsplash, it's probably a website where you don't have to like put stuff every day. Right. Yeah. So it's you, not you don't like, have. Yeah, it's not like your Twitter, which is then dead <laughs> for half a year. Like mine, for example, I'm really ashamed of that, but I don't really have time for it. Um, you know, like I would say like from my personal experience when i've I've been building websites and social media for uh, car companies back in Slovakia my you know I never really studied I studied marketing, but way after I started creating websites, but my initial thinking was always like we need to get search engine optimization right so like you make the website you know, like in a way so it's easily readable by so uh um by you know search engine op- what did i say this say so- s- social media optimization i want to say search engine you know seo right so i mm-hmm. build the websites with having seo in mind and it's like all right so we have that so we have websites which potentially can be you know can be on google and google's gonna understand it right perfect now that's 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 the base of it and like what do we do after that so my my thinking always was like let's get to almost every social media and use it for some time um, just to spread the world out there like so I would even do for for those car companies back in Slovakia I would do Facebook for them I would do Flickr mm-hmm. for them um, you know post stuff about the cars I would um, create I, we didn't use Twitter so much in Slovakia, so I guess I was use there but even I started going to like Google Plus and like I started throwing out links everywhere so when somebody Googles that company it's gonna show up as the first thing because it has uh you know it has the it has the most google domain yeah yeah and i think that's a good thing how you get spread your word but then you gotta think of like all right so i have this google like google plus i have this and this i have to take care of all of them so eventually we closed some of these um websites because on like pages or accounts because they were not necessary anymore but it helped us to get on the first page so
0: yeah also also a thing i I do since a long time Mm -hmm. is I I switch to my real name, everything, each handle, each, Mm -hmm. my, on every page, because that's, if people Google you, they will find your profiles on each of those platforms. Mm -hmm. And that's so much, like, if you Google my name, like the whole thing is full of valuable information about me. Yeah. And that's the, the state you want to get to. Yeah. So that's yeah. a recommendation I have for everyone. Don't use like artificial nicknames or stuff yeah. which your friends gave you. That's like <laughs> actually bad for your Google results. Yeah. So always uh, uh, use... See, also for the handle,
1: use your full name. Yeah. I think it's it's more professional to use a full name. Uh, only only other use case I can see. If you have a kind of a good name that you've been using for a while and you use the same thing everywhere and you even include it in your... Um, you know in your in your cv so when the company is looking at you they're gonna find this is you and they find if they look for this handle they would find you everywhere under the same thing which i think is important but yeah but then one, then you're yeah.
0: you're missing yeah. the thing that they only can find you with that handle on sure the things where the handle exists yeah, yeah. and it's not like if they put your name into the google search field that mm-hmm. like if they they go to page five and there's still valuable information about yep.
1: it yeah i totally agree yeah yeah yeah, yeah. see i want to use my handle on facebook but they don't like my surname <laughs> so they will not <laughs> let me to, to do that even for my brother you know Matur homola and it sounds it's it's a super bad word in finnish apparently i'm not gonna talk about it now okay um, so we Crazy. had to reach out to that. facebook and some facebook partners to make it happen So they did it for his page because they verified that this is real name, but they wouldn't let do it like I can do it myself. So I had to use uh, another handle. Um, You know how. What's
0: your what's your handle, by the way? (laughs) Tell Uh, the people. Tell the listeners. No, I'm not. Where can they find you? (laughs) This is my old
1: handle. I'm not using it anymore. I had this. Oh, you're not using it. Okay, then we will
0: do it at the end. We let them wait. (laughs) The good stuff comes at the end. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, great stuff. Great topics we yeah. covered today. <laughs> wow! For, for
0: how long do we record?
1: Wow, I don't know. I oh, know. For an it's hour. Like for, for ages. Um, it's kind of funny because we never really talked about these things, and I really like the um, this kind of conversation with you. Um, can, yeah, I did too. Yeah, because it really makes me think. Yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah, it always triggers something. Like yeah. I, I have this feeling all the time. I, I walk away from our conversation, our uh-huh. calls. Yeah. That, I grew. Uh-huh. Let's frame it like this, like there's there's things immediately actions I take out of these calls. That's yeah. why I like this. Yeah. 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 And, and, and that's actually, why we thought we should record it and share it with the listeners.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and see, like, I never really I const- never really consider myself as like a social media or a marketing person. But after talking about these things, I feel like I have a good opinion on how to do stuff. And I like do these kind of th- things for my brother and do it for myself because I'm like, yeah, it makes sense to do it, you know, like whatever. I'll do it because I I think it makes sense. But now when we talk about it, it feels like I feel like I have a clue. <laughs> so yeah,
0: um, you totally do. Yeah. Like you you have an opinion on things where you can like use your experience working for your brother for years yeah. and have built this expertise. Yeah. You can now leverage and tell other people like the the small things that yeah. they might miss, like my analytics link. Yeah, the- Yeah. web page this
1: is this is funny (laughs) because if we wouldn't talk about it i wouldn't really realize and sometimes you're like damn this is such a good thing to talk about share share but you don't really have time to do it so you're just like nah whatever you know but then if i was looking for some other job i mean this would be a great thing to market you know but uh, if i haven't marketed for last 10 years I, I did something but it's not as big then it's like eh, nobody's gonna know <laughs> and then <laughs> i might forget about it i am I might treat it as like whatever i can do social media but i'm not the best person i, I don't know whatever you know it's just like eh. you don't have
0: to be the best person to uh, be great at it sure yeah that's my point on that awesome andre i think we should wrap it up we're <laughs> almost at an hour i think Wow. <laughs> so yeah, all that right. was a long episode for the first episode all right. let's see how that goes.
1: uh-huh all right let's cut the so, whole stupid parts out of this <laughs> Okay, all right, yeah, thank we, you. we will do this it will be cut at the end all right.
0: we we said some stupid things in the yeah. middle yeah. Uh, so Andre, where can the people find you on the internet?
1: Oh all right uh interesting. um you can search for a name which is' an, not the usual name, so if you search for handle o n d r e j h-o-m-o-l-a you're gonna find me um yeah where you can find me i mean this is kind of interesting um yeah where's
0: your where's your main social media platform uh,
1: that's that's (laughs) see this is very interesting all right let's talk about this real quick as much as i do social media for my brother as much as i kind of work with social media i don't really like to do it myself um so i'm on like now back on instagram i did it like three four times before uh and i'm not reposting really posting on facebook anymore so uh you just have to find a way where you find me i mean probably instagram is a good way or facebook um uh, okay already, oh, cool but you're
0: also on twitter i'm also
1: you? on twitter I'm, I'm like probably everywhere but it's just i had this time of i just like unplugged all my social media i was like i'm gonna have my own life and i don't need to like brag about it online uh don't need to tell everyone what i'm doing and I, if someone cares, then we're going to talk about it, not write on social media, nor do Insta stories. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. But, but, yeah, what about you? I guess you have a better way. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm all over the place. Uh, so, yeah, you find me with my first name and then my last name. So it's Sammy, S-A-M-M-Y. And then my last name, S-C-H-U, and then a C, and then a K-E-R-T. <laughs> sometimes a little bit hard for for shuky. the americans shuky, shuky, yeah shuky. that's my nickname but um i'm not findable with this on the internet you find weird things if you google that uh-huh. so uh-huh. i am not recommend that uh-huh. um so yeah i'm basically on every social media platform but if you want to reach out to me and actually if you are listening to this right now uh i ask you please tweet at us at andre homola on twitter if you find him and at sammy shookert on twitter mm-hmm. and tell us about that you listened to this episode and
1: yeah give us some feedback that would be great yeah and if you listen awesome. to yeah. it like till now that you're amazing i <laughs> appreciate it uh, if you're in austin let's go beer if you're in stuttgart i guess meet with sammy yeah. um and yeah also my 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 twitter is not andre homola it's andre there is underscore homola because it was taken damn it Mm, <laughs> damn it. So, yeah, just to make it complicated. Yeah. All right.
0: Maybe, maybe with this podcast, we get so famous that you can claim your real name sometimes yeah, in the that future. That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. So, great. Let's wrap it up, right. Andre. Thank you, Sammy. It was great talking to you. Yeah, thank you. And have so, a nice Sunday. Yeah, thank you too. Bye. Until next time. Bye. Ciao. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Side by Side, a podcast where Andre and myself, Sammy, talk about side projects life, work and career stuff. Tune in every other week to listen to the challenges we run into with our sub-projects and learn along with us as we resolve these. In later episodes, we might bring on exciting guests that work on side projects in their spare time as well. Without further ado, let's jump into our first episode ever.
1: All right, <laughs> wow, I, I'm, I'm still recording. Should I stop recording?